Hey everyone, you're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsay Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. Welcome back, everybody, to On the House with Spartan Invest. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, our last episode, we talked about new construction and the pros and cons of new construction versus resale properties and the is new always better. And we, we took a dive into a lot of the benefits of using new construction. Well, today we have one of our in-house licensed contractors, home builders. He's been in the industry for years and years. He is a, a trusted source. He's a, a fantastic home builder. So we're going to pick his brain and ask him all of the different things that that we want investors to know when they're purchasing new construction homes. Uh, and, and this is even outside of if you purchase a new construction home with Spartan. We want to talk about all of the things uh, that investors need to, to ask their home builder. So with us today is Mike Coffey. And Mike, introduce yourself. Good morning, everyone. My name is Mike Coffey. Um, I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. I moved down here to Birmingham, Alabama in 2008 to start my adventure in home building. Uh, very excited. I love what I do, and it's uh, something that I'm very passionate about. Yes, and if you can't tell that he's not from Alabama, just listen to the both of us talk, <laughs> if you can't tell the difference, right? <laughs> no, sure. we're so excited. So, and how, how many years have you been building homes, Mike? I've been building houses for 14 years and then got into the remodeling uh, side of it about five years ago. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about what what you're working on. And I mean, I know what you're working on, right? Because it's, it's for Spartan. But tell tell us a, a little bit about the projects that you've got going on. We're currently working about an hour radius around uh, the Birmingham area. Um, we have houses that are under construction up north in Athens. Uh, we have stuff going on in Hueytown, Pleasant Grove. That's a little north of Alabama as well. And then I'm very excited to start this new chapter in my book of doing a 72-house subdivision down in Tuscaloosa, the Hacienda neighborhood that we're starting here very soon. Right. I'm so excited about that as well. Yes. And just a little bit of backstory we started purchasing lots and already developed neighborhoods. If you've listened to the previous podcast, you know that that's our target. That's where we're, we've started building and we purchased all of the lots in the phase one of a neighborhood in Tuscaloosa, uh, built, sold those. They were great. We sold some to owner occupants, investor clients, and then were contacted by the owners of the land for phase two, three, and four. It was a pre-recession neighborhood and offered us the land. So we took a nosedive into developing way earlier than we had originally anticipated. <laughs> but but uh, Coffee is going to be the lead home builder for that neighborhood. And we're going to do you know, about 60% to owner occupants and 40% to investor clients. So we're really excited. When do you think you'll be able to get started uh, with those properties? We're hopefully within the next uh, month that we'll be starting on that new venture. Awesome. Awesome. Ah, That's so exciting. Okay. So, all right. Into the the nitty gritty. All right. So I want to, I want to kind of 
focus this particular podcast on if investors were purchasing not with Spartan. And 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 I say that because you know we're we're not the only ones that are building new construction homes as rental properties. And you know, the build for rent model, it, it's booming, it's blowing up in markets all across the country. So if you are an investor and you're purchasing you're purchasing new construction properties, what do you need to do? What do you need to ask? What do you need to know? And I think that there's a kind of maybe a misconception in that, hey, if it's brand new, it's perfect. And that is not always the case and stuff. So I want to ask and, and focus on, hey, you know, Mr. Investor, if you're purchasing a, a new a new construction home, look for these things. So I'm an investor buying what should I do? What what questions do I need to ask the contractor or the home builder? Um, and just to make sure like nobody pulls a fast one on me, right? Like nobody takes advantage. And, and what, what are the things that I need to do to make sure I do my due diligence? Um, right off from the start, you know, um, when you first start interviewing with the, the home builder that you're going to be working with, you know, something is so simple as just Googling, Googling their name and see what comes up about that person. Uh, you know, um, there might be something that came up that they had a lawsuit or there was an issue um, that they had with building and unhappy clients. Um, also, you know, you can check with the um, whole builders association in that area and they'll, they'll, they'll give you a background of what they've um, done, you know, and you know, if there's any issues or problems as well ask them to uh, see some of their projects and, you know, ask if you can get referrals of their clients to talk to them because, you know, past clients, as we all know, will tell the good, the bad and the ugly um, for sure on that. And then, you know, and then just if he gives you a couple or he or she, your home builder that gives you a couple of properties to look at. Also, if they all look like brand new, talk to them and say, I want to see something that you did five or six years ago to see, you know, the, the, longevity of their product. Yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, I, I think that's a really, really good point in making sure, and even as for referrals, you know, for people that they've done work for eight years ago, 10 years ago, even if that's possible, because you want to know how consistent has their work been, if it's a job they just finished and and really talk to the referrals. I, I think there are a lot of times there's this misconception that when people give you referrals, like, oh, well, you're only going to give me the best of the best to talk to. And I think you would be surprised at how honest people can be if the person's not in earshot, you know? Um, and, and when you're when you're asking, there's a, a million different questions and we've got a slew of questions. We'll make sure we post to the the podcast and, and link it to this episode. But we have a lot of questions that you can ask the referrals, but you want to make sure you're o- asking specific questions, open-ended questions like, you know, how clean did the contractor keep the job site? Mike, I mean, do you think that that's a good question to kind of gauge? Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. Because the cleaner the job site, the more attention to detail the project manager has on the job because they're out there visiting the job, not just once a week. They're probably out there daily or every other day to keep the uh, job on schedule. And the cleaner the project, the just the smoother it's and, and smoother for the subcontractors and for you and you as a homeowner. It's nice to walk through that. It shows that the subcontractors and 
and the contractor you hired to build the house really cares about the home that they're building for you and your family. Right. I, I completely agree. It just shows more of a pride in the in their workmanship, you know, so that you want to, and that's a question that you may not have even thought to ask, but I think that that can tell you a lot. And it's kind of not, not necessarily just, Hey, did they come in on budget and did they come in on time? You know, it's a little bit um, out there, but we'll share some more questions uh, that you could, you can ask. And I think um, double checking with the state's Home Builders Association, that's a really big ticket item too. You want to make sure their license is up to date and active. So new construction and at Spartan, we know that, hey, we are always getting a home inspection. I can't preach it enough. A home inspection, home inspection, get a home inspection. Even if it's brand new, get the home inspection because you want a third party laying eyes on your property. So in a new construction home though, what would be... What would be like a red flag? Because a lot of these investors are buying kind of sight unseen. So they're going off of the third party home inspector. So when you get your home inspection, it's a brand new house. You know, they're going to find something. But what what would be a red flag that you would say, hey, you know what? Something might not be right with the build. So with the home inspector, like like you just said that, you know, they have it's not that they have to find something wrong, but they're trying to uh, protect your your investment. So they're looking for things. So with the home inspector, you know, make sure they're really looking at the outside of the house to make sure there's proper slope away from your foundation, because water is the main killer in every house with anything to do with your house, water is one of probably the worst things, you know, a leaky roof, you don't know it's leaking and that leaks down the wall and then shows itself up down at your baseboard on your subfloor. And you don't know how long it's been leaking. And then you could have rot in your wall. So water is a killer in the houses. So you just have to make sure that, you know, you hire a good home inspector that has good credentials and, you know, is really looking out for your best interest. And then like with water around your house, say there is no gutters and you don't have proper slope uh, away from your house, that water's just time after time, just beating up against the foundation. And finally, you're going to have erosion. And then not saying it's going to happen, but maybe your foundation starts to settle. And then all of a sudden you'll notice a crack in the wall. Mm -hmm. And so these are things that, you know, you know, with proper, if you take care of in the beginning, uh, your investment is sounder and safer in the long run. Right. I, I, I could not agree with that more, especially in Alabama, where, you, where we have just an insane amount of rain. You don't realize how it is necessary slope. And they're not going to red flag like they'll mark whether the, the slope of the property or the lot is, you know, it, is accurate. But a lot of times home inspectors won't necessarily focus or recommend that. And it's hard to tell if it's a dry day. How do you know that water is necessarily going towards the property? I think that's a really good point, especially in areas where there is a lot of rain. Uh, you, you don't know the damage that can be done by just not properly diverting water away from the properties. Uh, if you've ever looked at houses that have, you know, not gone or gone a long time, maybe dilapidated that don't have gutters or improper, you know, diversion of water. The foundations, they're always eroded with mold. There's just a lot of issues that you have to go back and fix. So that's, that's a really huge one. What else? Um, Also like with something as simple as like a vented of a fireplace, you know, um, if a house that you're 
purchasing has a, a fireplace, you know, you have to make sure that it's vented properly in its chase, that there's no combustible materials around your flue pipe. And a flue pipe is usually double walled. And so, and then when it goes in between, like say your, your fireplace on the main level and it goes up through the second floor, when that pipe goes up from the ceiling to the second floor, you have to make sure that there is uh, a metal plate around the subfloor. So, so there, the heat of the uh, fire, the chimney doesn't cause a fire. Um, those, you know, and those are things that home inspector will have to get up and crawl in the attic and look down and take pictures of. But also in new construction, because we have inspections, that's an inspected item. But you never know. You know, it's always good. To, it's always it's always better to be safe than 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 sorry with, mm-hmm. with with that as well. Or like just as something as like if you have a gas stove in your in your house and then that has to be vented to the outside as well so it just can't recirculate in the house and something as easy as well how do i know that if you turn on your kitchen hood and you, you'll feel the air come out at like your head, forehead or eye level then you know it's not vented if you turn on your fan and you don't feel anything that should uh, tell you that it is vented to the outside hmm. yeah so and that's that's a really good point and one that we haven't really heard too much about and when you're putting fireplaces in, in new homes, because, you know, even though we're, we are in Alabama and there's not we don't really have winters for fireplaces, but we're, we're talking about new construction elsewhere. And it is it's still something that a lot of people want. They want in their house, even if it's rental properties. So just saying that the fireplace isn't properly vented. That doesn't sound, I think that could read on a home inspection like it's not that big of a deal, but it sounds like that's a very big deal. Yes, that's correct because of the fumes of the, like, say, like you put in a fireplace, um, they're pretty common down here in Alabama where gas log fireplace. And so, you know, you don't have the mess of, you know, a real wood burning fireplace, but the fumes from the, um, the natural gas has to be vented and taken outside of the house because you can't have those carbon monoxides going through your house, even though your house does have carbon monoxide detectors you know, maybe the battery, you let the battery run die on. Right. You know? Yeah. You don't want to, so, you don't want to rely. No, Correct. definitely Correct. not. Definitely not. Um, all right. Anything else that you would think on a new construction? Cause you know, they're going to flag everything that might be, that's a electrical issue or a plumbing issue, but we're looking for like, Hey, that really should never be on a new construction home inspection. The one thing you definitely don't want to see is uh, anything to do with the foundation on your home inspection um, right from the get-go. Because if you have problems in the beginning, it's just going to be uh, a bigger problem in the in the end. Yeah, that's a really good point, too, because there are things there. You know, foundation is always going to show up on a resale property if there's any kind of settling cracks. But you expect that if the house was built 40, 50 years ago. But a new construction home, you should not see that on your home inspection. So that's pretty good. So, I mean, if there's uh, if there's nothing on the home inspection, what, what do you what do you think about that? One or two ways. Uh, your builder was outstanding or the or your home inspector really didn't go out and do his job that he should have done. Huh. Yeah, no, that's 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 funny because uh, every home inspector, they're going to find something like even if it's new, if it's brand new, there's still going to be issues. 
Correct. I mean, even something I know, you know, like say um, a window isn't latching properly, you know, that's something that they should find because that's just going to cause problems down the road with not closing properly. And then your house is not going to heat and cool properly because there's a, a, a draft coming in because it's not sealed. And that some people might not even think that that's a major problem, but over time, it'll just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Right, right. And so if the home inspector is just kind of glazing over that kind of thing, yeah, that's that's definitely a red flag, too. You might need to get a new home inspector for sure. Okay, so new construction, one of the biggest pros, and we talk a lot about it with buying new construction in Spartan, is the, the home warranty. And, you know, we, we offer a, a home warranty, like a 90-day home warranty with our resale renovated properties. But new construction, you get that one-year home warranty. But I, I want to talk to you a little bit about what all comes with that warranty. How protected are you and, and what should you do to make sure that you're protected if, if, it's not, if it's not the level of protection that we might be thinking? Because I think the, the thought is, hey, I bought a brand new house. The, the, new, the home builder has to come out and fix everything that I, that I need fixed for that for a year. And so, so talk a little bit about what the home warranty looks like um, and, and ways that people can make sure that their home warranty is a true home warranty. With the new, with the new build, it, I mean, the homeowner always thinks, yeah, everything is covered. doesn't matter, you know, if I end up putting, you know, I pr- pull a doorknob off the door, it, you know, well, that wasn't installed properly. Well, that's not the case. And sometimes you have to walk a fine line as a project manager with the homeowner to fig- to really figure out the situation at hand. But with home warranties, like if, you know, your toilet, um, the internals of your toilet that is not working properly, that is covered under warranty. You know, if your handle is loose on the shower, we'll come and fix that. Or if a hinge on the door is squeaking, um, we'll come out and fix that. You know, HVAC doesn't work. Your um, hot water heater goes bad because you never know. I mean, even though it's brand new, some sometimes things do go wrong within that first year. So we'll stand behind pretty much everything except for small cosmetics. Like if um, you could tell that someone as the movers are coming in, they dragged uh, something across your, your brand new hardwood floors or someone put a mark down the wall. You know, those are things that are not covered, but the, the mechanicals of the house um, will cover everything with within the first year. And then also um, the one major thing here in Alabama is anything foundation we're responsible for, for 10 years. Yeah, that's a really big, that's a really big selling point too. And say, so, Hey, if you've got anything that's huge, a lot of times foundation issues might not show up in that first year. So that, that additional coverage is, is uh, very important. So talk about, investors that are buying maybe outside of Spartan and, and what, what would they cover? Like, how can they make sure, what are some things to do that they make sure that their property is covered under this warranty? So with, with your um, one year warranty, one thing to do is start making a list as a, uh, a homeowner or an investor when you're out there and start writing it, writing down what you see and have a list put together and then once you get closer towards the one year warranty, you call your builder and you set up a time with them to do uh, your one year uh, walkthrough with them. 
and you go over everything on your list that needs to be addressed and fixed. And then, you know, you have them, both of you guys agree to a proper timeline. It would be to fix all these issues and then sign off on it because with the one-year warranty with some builders, they just say, yeah, we'll get to it, but they never give you a time. And then it just keeps getting dragged out and dragged out. And then that's when you become an unhappy client with the current home builder that, that you might be working with. That's a really, really good point too, because I, I don't think that, I, I don't think that people realize is that a lot of home warranties provided by builders, there's not a specific timeline on how they are and when they have to fix the repairs. It's like, Hey, homeowner, you have a year to report the issues, but builder, you have infinite amount of time. There's no deadline to address it. So if the, so hypothetically the builder could push it off, push it off. And then, you know, three years later, you end up just having to hire somebody to come out and fix it because you're just tired of waiting on it. And, and that's not meant to scare anybody. It's just, Hey, when you're talking about your home warranty, before you sign the closing papers, go over the policy and make sure that there is a timeline, a, a clause in there. And, and I think you're right. Like, Hey, keep a list of everything that you feel like that the builder should address and and then put together a timeline and, and do it a little bit before the one year. And even if you don't feel knowledgeable about walking through your property and saying, okay, I want this done, I need this done, or this is an issue, that's not an issue, uh, you can still get a home inspection, another home inspection once the property has been lived in for, you know, 10, 11 months. Because, you know, we, we talk a lot about, hey, that, that doorknob, that door closed perfectly fine the three times I used it while I was building it, but now somebody lives there and they They've closed it 700 times and it, you know, the doorknob was installed incorrectly. And, and so those things that can come up just due to uh, repetitive use that we may, you may not catch on the build side. So going over that policy, the timeline, um, and in, even getting another home inspector. I mean, there's home inspectors, right? That will give you kind of a breakdown for a new construction home warranty. Uh, of course. Yep. I mean, that's what they do. You know, they come out in the beginning and when you close on the house and then after one year warranty, they'll go through and go through the house again just to see what might have happened. Or, you know, maybe you never notice that small little crack up in the top right hand corner of, the, of this one room. And, you know, and it's something to do with settling because you're not you're not in the industry to know to look for that. And then, you know, they catch that in the beginning. And so this way, you know, it doesn't turn into a bigger problem five years down the road. Right. Yes. And, and none of this is intended to scare anybody. We want everybody to be, you know, you need to be knowledgeable to know that there are that a new construction is not perfect. But also know that, hey, if there are red flags and you do need to make sure that that you're protected if you're buying. So I'm going to I'm going to shift gears really quick. And I just want to ask this will be my this will be my last question for you, Coffee. When we're building the, the new homes, what do you what really gives you the best kind of bang for your buck, you know, when you're, when you're building uh, the, the little extras that you do. Uh, cause I know a lot of people, you know, might have a, a misconception that, Hey, the, Oh, this very, very, very expensive light fixture adds 
you know, $10,000 to the value. And that's not, that's never really the case, right? So all of these little extras that some people might think that are adding value may not necessarily add value. So what, what do you think in building adds the biggest bang for your buck that's, you know, it's, hey, it's not that expensive and it does drive up the value of the property? A lot of things that will add extra value into your house is, you know, granite countertops throughout, uh, LVT flooring. Um, it wears very well, easy to maintain, uh, using tile in all the bathrooms and then using tile showers as well. And then an open floor plan, um, just real, a lot of people like that and the way it flows and then our recessed lighting, um, it just brightens up the house. And then also, um, we use, uh, fiberglass inserts in, in our, um, other bathrooms. And then in the master shower, you get a full tile shower, but for the floors, we use a fiberglass insert for the bottom. Um, one of the main reasons why we use this uh, fiberglass insert for the bottom, there's a lot of issues down the road if with the tile floor. Um, and if it's not your house and it's a rental property, no one really maintains a shower floor like you properly should. So grout is porous, so water will eventually leak through, um, go through your grout because you have to seal your grout at least once once a year. And a lot of reasons why you have issues with the tile floor is around the drain of your uh, shower because that, for some reason, that grout always seems to move. So that water will get down in there, and if you're not on a uh, a slab. Um, with your shower and you're on a wood subfloor, that water will eventually start rotting away your subfloor and then your ceiling joists. And then over time that it'll start, there'll be deflection. And that just means that it'll feel spongy in your shower and things will start to move. And then more water will seep in and we'll have, then you'll have bigger issues down the road. Cause then you have to rip it all out and then uh, do some uh, intricate framing to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the time that you realize that there's an issue, it's a very expensive fix, right? Cause you may not always know that there's the, the, that there's a leak there. And, and that's one of the most common. And, and I've listened to a ton of podcasts. We talk a lot about construction, you know, where we're building houses and renovating properties that, a lot of people don't really talk about is like how much every, almost every bathroom that has a tile shower that we have renovated, we have to fix or redo the, the bottom of it, man, water just causes a lot of issues and, and that little thing. So if you're buying a new construction home or if you're renting that particular property, you still get like the beautiful ceramic tile shower, you know, it's still gorgeous, but just that one little difference of the insert is just going to save you the, or potentially save you thousands in the future. And I, I think that's a really good example. That's, that's a big bang for your buck uh, for real. So thank you so much. Um, all right. Well, that's all I've got for you, Coffee. Thank you so much for joining us. Any, um, any tidbit or advice you want to leave us with on new construction before we, uh, before we say bye? Always do your research. I love it. I love it. Do your, do your due diligence, you know, ask the questions, do research. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Coffee. I really appreciate you joining us and talking about, uh, talking about new construction. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to learn more, check us out online at SpartanInvest.com. 
Until next time, this is On the House with Spartan.